Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. Uh, in today's episode, I am joined by my good friend Abe Bihar and we are going to be talking about um, NBA free agency. Uh, with the finals you know, just starting and then the offseason is going to be uh, coming up soon this summer, we wanted to talk about some of the top free agents in this year's class, um, give predictions about where they're going, what their contracts are going to look like. Um, details like that. Um, so first, I want to thank Abe for coming on the show. Thank you, Abe. I know you you have a busy schedule. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Yes. All right. So uh, let's just uh, for, so we're going to talk about five uh, big name free agents this year. But before we do that, we're going to kind of do a rapid fire. Uh, just name off, you know, seven to ten players, not as you know high caliber as the other ones, and where we think that they're gonna go. So, Abe, if you could do that for us. Yeah. So, um, so the first one off the list got James Harden. Uh, I think he's gonna pick up his option. Um, I don't see him leaving Philadelphia. He's old. Um, so I don't think he's gonna get a better offer. So he's gonna pick up his option. Yeah. Bradley Beal is. Also, probably gonna uh, pick up his option. If not, uh, he's in negotiations, trying to get an extension. Yeah, I think he's gonna pick up his option, and then he, I've heard that he's gonna sign like a super max deal, five years, two hundred something million. That I think that's what he's gonna do. Bradley Beal. Yeah, that's that's what I've seen uh, in the news so far. And uh, sorry, I cut you off about Harden. Were you gonna? No, say yeah, Harden. Harden I, I agree because I don't think that. Um, like Patrick Beverly was saying on ESPN that he can get a you know he can get a max deal anywhere any team can give him to that but I don't think that's true. Um, I think he's just gonna opt in, take his forty million this year from Philadelphia, and then you know we'll see what happens next summer because uh, next summer is a like stacked, um, you know stacked what's it called? Um, free agency class is pretty crazy class yeah especially with or you know moving to the next player on the list. Irving, he if he opts in but then can't get an extension, he's going to also be a free agent. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen with Harden and Irving. I think they're both just going to opt in without any extensions. Yeah, Kyrie Irving's going to opt in. Kyle Anderson, who's been a very pivotal role player for the Grizzlies. Um, I don't know. I think he's probably going to stay with the Grizzlies, but he's prob- but you know he's not making a lot of money. And the Pacers have been very adamant about adding a player to pair with Tyrese Halliburton. So I think if he's not going to the Grizzlies, he has a strong shot to go to the Pacers or maybe a team like the Pistons, which their general manager has also been talking about how he wants to be really aggressive. We're going to get into that later. Yeah. But, uh, well, right now, Kyle Anderson is uh, making around $9 million a year, which is actually a pretty good deal, um, like you said. So I think that if the if the Grizzlies can sign him for that a similar contract, um, then I think they would love him to love to have him back. And I think I don't know if Kyle Anderson is the type of guy to be like, you know, I'm on a winning team, I'm not a star player, so I'll take less money so I could potentially win a championship. Um, and and yeah, and if he's able to take a team friendly deal, uh, because they're going to have to pay John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and Desmond Bain. Um, and Jaron Jackson, they might have already paid some of them, but they're gonna have to pay, you know, their core. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say that he stays with the Pacers. Um, 
You mean jumps onto the Pacers? No, I, th- I would say that he stays with the Grizzlies. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I would say that he stays with the with the Grizzlies. Um, then P.J. Tucker, um, I think that he – I'm not sure. He could either stay with the Heat. I think that depends about what else happens in the Heat's offseason. I spoke about that in an ep- in my last episode, that I think they're going to change up their roster a lot, the Heat, because – um, you know, they, like we're one of the last player we have here is you know Oladipo. I I don't think he's gonna stay with the Heat. Oladipo, I think he's gonna try to. He was on a prove it deal. He was making like less than two million dollars a year, um, but now I think he's gonna want more money on a on a team that he could kind of say his own. And we were talking about this um, a few days ago. Like, can he score? Can he be the twenty five point per game scorer that he was in in Indiana with the Pacers? Um, I think he can be around that, maybe not 25, maybe around the 22 range. So I, I think that if Oladipo leaves and if they end up, you know, trading Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson, which is, you know, pot- potentially could happen, I think PJ Tucker will leave to, you know, a, a, a winning team. You know, a, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with the Clippers like that. Like that would be a perfect scenario for him, I think. For PJ Tucker? Yeah, you know, hit Paul. You know, a healthy, healthy Clippers adding PJ Tucker would just so that would be amazing. I think PJ Tucker is really interesting. I um, he talks a lot about how much he loves playing with Jimmy Butler, and he really likes Miami. Like he was in Milwaukee, so I think that was like a big reason why he left. He didn't like the city that much, but um, he's a loose cannon. He could definitely leave, but. I, I see him staying in, in, in Miami because I think he likes the culture there. He's a big, winning, scrappy guy, and they're going to keep their core. So I think he'll stay with them for maybe a year or two more, and then maybe he'll bounce. Um, and we got Mo Bamba. Yeah. Mo Bamba is interesting because he's a very good center. Like He's not like extremely good. He's a good young center, but the Orlando Magic have like three centers right now. Yeah, he's definitely not coming back, especially when they – when they draft Chet Holgram and they already have Wendell Carter, <laughs> they're not going to need so many centers. Um, so I I see I see Mo going to a team like the Pistons or the Pacers or the Spurs. Just these teams that have cap, uh, I really see them getting because they all need centers. And it's possible that um, we're going to talk about Mitchell Robinson later. But I think if the Mavericks don't get Mitchell Robinson, I think Mo Bamba is going to go to the Mavericks, which is a team that desperately needs a center. Mo Bamba isn't going to be making that much money. So he'll go there too. So I, that yeah. that's him. Yeah, I, I would uh, say that he – yeah, so it's – you have to think about the teams that need a center. So like you said, uh, the Mavericks. Uh, but underratedly, the Hornets need a center. So I would say Mo Bamba going to the Hornets. Uh, if the Hornets can't get uh, Mitchell Robinson or, you know, DeAndre Aiden, like the top centers in this – in this year's you know free agency class, then Mo Bamba um, would be I think you know a great potential center for them. Especially he's young, he would fit in their core. Um, and then you know then we have two other centers, you know Chris Boucher and Kev- Kevon Looney. Um, these are tough ones. Kevon Looney I think is not going to come back to the actually I don't know. So I think this one's interesting. I think Kevon Looney is going to stay if he uh wins a championship oh i would say the opposite i would say that if they win a championship he would leave because then this would be i think his second championship um and then you know he could go 
chase the bag somewhere else and you know get a lot of money and you know he wouldn't win another championship but he would be making you know much more money than he is now i don't know what team would necessarily need him um because he doesn't really offer anything amazing not great offensively and definitely um lacks athleticism um so i i He's kind of a wild card for me, and also Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher definitely has more potential than Kevon Looney with his shooting and athleticism. But besides that, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I, I can't have a prediction for either of these. Um, yeah, I think they're both wild cards. Um, I think if, I think uh, Chris Boucher offers a lot more than Kevon Looney. Uh, I think the Raptors are going to pay him because I think the Raptors like this young, scrappy core they're creating. Um, I think Kevon Looney is going to try and chase the bag um, because he played really well this playoffs. It was probably going to be the only chance he can to have a good contract. Actually, a great point, yeah. Um, now, on to Miles Bridges. Um, he's going to stay, I think. Yeah, he's for sure going to stay, yeah. He's restricted, and he's the only other good player they have compared to LaMelo Ball. Uh and Gordon Hayward has been like on and off. Uh, he's definitely gonna stay. Um, he's he wait he's restricted. He's restricted. Yeah. Uh, then he for sure is gonna stay because they're gonna off. They're gonna match any offer. They're gonna match it. Yeah. They would offer any single offer that he gets, and he's gonna get a big deal. They offered him extension this past off season, and he said no. Um, and he had. He's gonna get an a hundred and something million dollar contract. Yeah, probably. I w- I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like five for a hundred. He's going to get, like, the Tobias Harris type of deal where, like, he never made an all-star appearance, but he's going to get paid like an all-star. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I think he get a little bit less than Tobias Harris. I think Tobias got, like, five for 125. Um, But let's see exactly. Tobias Harris, uh, yeah. Oh, my God, five for 180. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get <laughs> that much. Um, I think he's going to get five for then, yeah. I think he'd get five for 125, five for 130, around that, you know. Around that place, around that. Um, now, finally, Oladipo. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Oladipo is gone. <laughs> out of there. I don't think he's gonna stay, um, especially because I don't think if he stays, he has to work out with the Heat. Because I just saw a report that Tyler Hero wants to start. Um, so they have so many wing players that they can't start everyone. They only have really three more. They really only have two more slots that are available to start because Bam has a locked-in spot, Jimmy does, and Kyle Lowry does because they have to start him because they're paying him $30 million a year. Um, and so I think that Oladipo is going to say, I want to, he's going to say, I want to start and I want to make more money than I, I want to make more than $2 million a year. Um, so I think he goes to, I would not be surprised if there's a reunion with the Pacers. Um, that would not surprise me. Um, or a team like the Pistons, we keep mentioning them, but they all ha- they have so much cap, and and they'd be willing to spend on uh, players like that. Um, what what do you think about that? So I I see Oladipo going. He wants money, like he he said that he wants a max deal. So he'll probably go anywhere that'll give him a max deal. I think San Antonio is going to try and pay him. And they're going to try and unite him with DeJounte Murray. Yeah, that's and San Antonio has enough cap where they'll get him 
and they'll get DeJounte Murray, and then they'll get a young center, and then they'll kindly start creating something. He might go back to Indiana. I don't know if Victor Oladipo would want to. Also, I don't know if the Indiana wants – because Oladipo's getting kind of older. So I don't know if Indiana wants such an older player. He could definitely go to the Pistons. The Pistons um, have stated – that like they are willing to go like they want to be extremely aggressive like they're going to be extremely aggressive this year yeah and i would say also two other teams uh the mavs um if they can't get you know a second star they can you know get a, a, They'd have to do a trade, which is possible and i definitely see um yeah, they'd have to do a sign and trade yeah I could definitely see the Heat doing side and trade oh, like this year. The Heat have so many pieces, like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They could do a side and trade for anybody. Hmm, I would. Oh, this is a crazy idea. But if you take Victor Oladipo and Kyle Lowry and maybe maybe Duncan Robinson, I think that may be too much, and sign and trade with the Lakers and you send Westbrook to Miami and Lowry, Oladipo, and potentially Duncan Robinson to the Lakers. I think that's an interesting idea. They would never do it. They would never do it. The, Russell Westbrook's lost his. I, think, his, I don't know. His trade value. I, 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 you know, the Lakers are in such a tough bind. But, uh, anyways, now. All right. So, yeah. So, let's move on big, to. Yeah. Th- those were just, you know, some little guys. Uh, not, not like the big fish that we're going to be talking about here. So, obviously, um, the f- biggest free agent I would say in this year's class is Zach Levine um, you know shooting guard for the Chicago Bulls this past season uh, he was an all-star averaged uh, 24 points per game on great shooting splits 38 percent from the free from three um, and averaging what's it called averaging 34 minutes a game uh, but besides that the playoffs were a little bit disappointing um, only averaging 19 points a game, he was a bit injured in the playoffs. 37 percent from the field, from the three point, uh, from three point in the playoffs, and they just had a disappointing run. Um, the Chicago Bulls did um, in this year's playoff, losing to the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. Um, so you know, these past four years, Levine has been on a, a 78 million dollar per per year deal. Um, not per not per year, excuse me. Four years for seventy eight million dollars, um, and that's been you know nineteen million dollars a year, which is definitely underpaying one of the best shooting guards in the league. Um, and so this offseason, the Bulls can give him a five year, two hundred and twelve million dollar super max deal, um, while other teams, um, you know, teams that are not the Bulls, uh, can offer him a four year, one hundred sixty million dollar deal. So. What are your thoughts on, you know, Levine and some of the best, some of the potential teams that he could go to? So he's unrestricted, um, which is big because last, in 2018, he was restricted and the Bulls matched his deal to the Kings. He was actually supposed to go to the Kings once upon a time. I think the Bulls are going to resign him. I think the number one team is the Bulls because. The Reinsdorf family, which owned Bulls, have stated that they are willing to go into the luxury tax. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think Zach Levine is going to listen to everyone else's offers, but he's not going to get a, uh, a championship caliber team to offer him a max. 
he's just it, it, it's not there. There's no team yeah, that's that a, that's a good. So I think his best bet is to stay in Chicago. And I also think I just don't see Zach Levine going to a smaller market than Chicago. Like I don't. Well, see that's him. why I would think that. So you've you're a Bulls fan, obviously. So you've heard the news that you know Levar Ball said he's gonna he's already done the deal's done. He's gonna go to Los Angeles. But like you said, the only way he'd go to Los Angeles is if he takes significantly less money than he could get with any other team. Um, so I don't think he want. I don't think he wants to do that. Um, it's just not. Also, it's just not realistic for the Lakers to sign him. Um, and yeah, I the the Bulls are big spenders. You saw that last offseason. They got Caruso. They got Demar. Um, and they traded for Vooch had a, a few years ago who had a huge contract. So they're fine with having a lot of, you know, money on their payroll. So I think I, I agree with you. My I had two other teams, um, in in contention for him. The Mavs. The entire playoffs, we've heard that Luca needs a second star. Yeah. Um, and so you know, obviously Levine could do that. And I think I really like this Mavs team. They have a lot of great perimeter players: Hardaway, Finney, Smith, Bullock. And if you add Luca and Levine to that. Um, that would be, I think that would be a dangerous team um, in the West and potentially a championship team, especially if they were to get a real center. But that again, that's not realistic. They don't have the cap space to do that. They would have to give away pieces like, you know, Dinwiddie and potentially a double sign and trade with Jalen Brunson. It would be a um, sign and trade. Yeah, and then with be. and with tra- and uh, and then the other team with tra- with the Trailblazers, and this is only because. Um, Levine, he's from Washington, which is you know near that Portland area. So, and he has family there, so he has connections with the with the city. Um, and they need another uh, uh, scorer because they don't have CJ anymore. Um, and if you were to have Dame Levine and then re-sign Nurkic um, and the seventh overall pick, which could potentially be a you know Benedict Matherin, any, uh, you know AJ Griffin, a star player like that, um, that would have a nice core. But I don't think that's realistic and. I, yeah, I, I, so, so I think what he, I think he just signs. I think he signs with, like you said. I think he signs with the Bulls. Supermax five years, two twelve million. That's what I predict. The the one team that I uh, that that another team that that's a little bit of dark horse is the Atlanta Hawks, which I've been oh, hearing about. Um, mm-hmm. which would be very interesting if Atlanta can 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 get him. I think they have space. I don't think they have enough space to offer. Zach Levine, everything he wants, but if he were to pick another team, I'd say the Hawks would probably be his best bet. Yeah, um, but I think that would also have to be a sign and trade um, with you know Kevin Herter and maybe Bogdanovich, um, because I yeah. they, you know they already they just paid Herter, they paid Bogdanovich in the off season, um, and they they paid John Collins, so I think that would have to be another. It would be like a sign and trade with those guys, the, those, the, those two guys, all, all the white, yeah, all the white shoes that they have to deal with probably um, would be in there <laughs> yeah that, that that's good starting off strong we both have the same prediction um and so yeah so uh, zach levine nothing crazy there well uh, it is crazy that's a huge deal and you know if he's able, the if super he, super max yeah and if he's able to sign that you know mazel tov great for him um but yeah so now moving on to i think maybe my favorite um my favorite free agent this year and that's deandre aiden so he was on a rookie deal these past four years four years 40 million making around um 40 million uh, 10 million dollars a year and this year he uh the sun's number one seed in the west but had a terrible playoff 
you know downfall against the Mavericks in the regular season he averaged 17 points uh, 10 rebounds and less than a block um, shooting pretty good percentages from the field his field goal percentage was at 63 which is solid um, but he was not shooting threes at all less than 0.3 points attempts a game um, so yeah not something that you know if you want a shooting center, DeAndre Aiden is definitely not that guy. And in the playoffs, he even had a worse, uh, you know, regular season. He did have good averages, 18 points a game, um, nine rebounds, um, and 1.7 uh, assists a game. Uh, but he had a falling out with Monty Williams, the head coach, um, and seemed to have some attitude problems throughout the playoffs. Um, and that's why in game seven, he only played 17 minutes, was benched for most of the game. Um, so that's why I don't think that he's gonna sign at all with the Suns because I think he's I think he's done with Monty Williams and done with Paul. Yeah. Um, I don't think he has a bad relationship with the players, uh, but the coaching staff they seem to not have a great relationship anymore. But in the slight chance that he were to sign with the Suns, he could get five years, one hundred seventy-six point nine million. Um, that would be a super max deal from the Suns and a max deal. Uh, would be four four years for 131 million. Um, I think that's much more likely that he gets that amount uh, from a different team than from the Suns. Um, so, what are your thoughts on Aiden? Where do you think a good fit for him? We kind of spoke about the center, the free agent landscape for centers. It's him, um, you know, Mitchell Robinson. Who we're going to talk about. We talked about Kevon Looney, Chris Boucher. So, you know, DeAndre Aiden is the cream of the crop of those guys. So, what are you thinking for him? You know, I I really think he's just going to wind up back on the Suns because he's restricted. So the Suns aren't going to pay him the super max, but the Suns will pay the max that whatever other team offers him, which will be, you know, they'll save a couple million dollars on that because Chris Paul's getting older and the Suns don't have any other free agent to target. You know, like DeAndre Aiden's their second best player, hands down. So... Deion, you know, Devin Booker needs a running mate, so they'll keep him. But I think he's definitely going to be targeted. And I think he'll be targeted by the Pacers because the Pacers wanted to trade for him originally. They wanted to send Simonis to the Suns for DeAndre Aiden, but the trade fell through. And then I think San Antonio really wants him. Um, yeah, because they want that. to give Dante Murray a guy to run pick and roll with. And then 538 came out with a very interesting article which said that the Rockets should try and target mm. DeAndre Baden. Saw um, that also. Yeah. Uh, and they, they think that they think that the Rockets could get DeAndre Aiden by saying he could be like the next Hakeem Olajuwon, which would be very interesting because the Rockets are very guard heavy and Christian Wood is kind of like not panning out to what we all wanted him to be. He's kind of a very lackadaisical type of guy. And I think if DeAndre Aiden really wanted to take himself seriously, he could go to the Rockets and, and make some noise. But I think no matter what, the Suns are just going to match his deal. Uh, so I actually disagree with that. I don't think at all the Suns are going to match his deal because I think the Suns realize that they can be successful even without, I would say, a star center because you uh, saw in the playoffs – Dion, you saw in the playoffs that JaVel McGee and both Bismack Biombo came in and they didn't really lose a step the Suns. So I don't think they're going to offer I don't think they're going to match any of the offers that he gets. 
Um, so especially, I, I think the deteriorating relationship with Monty Williams is the you know X factor here. I think he's gone. Um, but I think a dark horse, don't think this is going to happen, is the uh, the Trailblazers. Nurkic, Nurkic, excuse me, is also a free agent, um, and so they would be able to um, do a double sign and trade and save you know a few million dollars by getting Nurkic, who is a downgrade, but not a not a not a super big downgrade like you know Miles Plumley or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, I think also the Mavs and the Hornets, two pl- people that need a center. Um, both of them struggle. What? Those those would be sided trades, most likely. Yes. That, they, um, they yeah, but I think the Hornets are more likely for a sign and trade because they could give away Harrell and Plumlee um, or potentially, you know, some of the young assets they have that, you know, didn't even step on the court. Um, they have a lot of G League players, um, Kai yeah. Jones, JT Thor, James Booknight, you know, players like that. Um, I like that. But the Mavs, I would love to see get a real center. I think if they were able to get, if they had the cap to just sign um, Aiden with their roster right now, I think they would easily make the Western Conference Finals and potentially the finals. Um, the Hornets also, they don't, they have PJ Washington and Miles Plumley and Harrow, but they need a defensive-minded center, and Aiden can do that for them. But like you said, I think that the my prediction is a sign and trade. Um, with the Spurs, um, they need to add another star alongside Dejounte Murray. Um, and the center they have right now, Jakob Pertl, is not a long-term answer for them. He's just like a rental. Um, they have a lot of young wing players. Um, what's it called? The um, the Spurs have, and so I think that the Suns would gladly take them to bolster up their defense. So my prediction: sign and trade, five years, one seventy-seven billion, um, and so. The Aiden goes to the Spurs, and the Suns get Jakob Pertl, Richardson, and Doug McDermott. That's my, that's what I have for the free Aiden. Gonna get offered a max, and then the Suns are gonna come in and match. That is my prediction. So we'll see who wins. Do you think? But okay, so I, I, we have the same contract. We agree on the contract. No, no, no. Because he's offered 135 from someone else, and then come in and match that. You're you're saying that DeAndre signs the supermax with the Suns and then gets traded over to Spurs. Yeah, I mean that happens all the time. The player signs the supermax. No, yeah, it could the, happen. Yeah, I, with, I don't think with the intent of being traded. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't think. I, yeah. Um, I th- also think they have a history of great big man David Robinson, Tim Duncan. So I think yeah. that would just be. I think he'd Spurs, like to be Spurs. in that. He'd like to be in that type of environment. Um, and I think you know San Antonio is similar to Arizona. It's similar to Phoenix. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. That's I would love if the Spurs. Well, I really love the Hornets or Mavs. God, DeAndre, Aiden, Mavericks, but, uh, but yeah. I don't think that's oh, really. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the now moving. Oh yeah. Let's okay. Let's just move on. We're talking about DeAndre Aiden a little too much. Um, Colin Sexton, who at right now shooting shooting guard for the Cavaliers, right now is on a four year twenty million dollar deal. Um, he's he's looking for around eighteen to twenty two million dollars a year. He was having a fantastic um, year, but. The, I guess you could say not year the first 11 games of the year he was playing really really well alongside the new Cavs roster um, but then he tore his meniscus and was out for the rest of the uh, for the year and for the little playoff run that the Cavs had um, so for me the best fits for him obviously re-signing with the Cavs that would mean that the Karis Levert extension is out of the window um, and then you would keep Sexton, Garland, Mobley and Allen as the core 
and you know the general manager Kobe Altman uh, for the Cavs I said he wants to keep Sexton long term um, and you know he could be able to do that by signing him to a team friendly deal uh, because you know this was a contract year for him but he wasn't able to really prove it so getting him on a discount would be great uh, for the Cavs then obviously I have the Mavs who like Zach Levine we mentioned they need a second scorer next to Luka um, Sexton could be that guy um, they would have to let go of Jalen Brunson uh, but I think Con Sexton is an upgrade, um, especially on the defensive uh, se- the defensive side of the court. Um, and then my prediction is he signs with the Knicks. Um, he had, the Knicks had a very disappointing season, especially with their guards. You know, Derrick Rose was injured for a lot of the year. Evan Fournier um, played mediocre at best. Kemba Walker, when he was playing, was also mediocre at best and injured a lot of the season. Um, but adding Sexton will give them a lot of scoring that they needed that they need. And, and pretty good defense at the guard position. Um, and they have a history of throwing money at free agents. You know, Joe Kim Noah more recently, but Eddie Curry historically and Allen Houston. Terrible contracts that the Knicks gave them. Um, so Sexton next to Randall and Barrett, I think is a nice trio um, in uh, in New York. But I predict it will be a sign and trade. Four years, $85 million for Sexton um, in exchange for Seti Osman, Evan Fournier, Nerlens Newell, uh, Nerlens Noel and a first round pick in 2023. I know I just talked a lot. Uh, so what do you think about that? And, you know, disagree, agree with that. That's interesting. I've heard a lot about him going to the Pistons mm-hmm. or the because they want to spice up their backcourt. Um, and the Pistons are just, again, they really think that they have something with Kate Cunningham and uh, the Jer- Jeremy Grant um, so they, they, they really think that, that and, and what, what's their pick this year? Uh, the Knicks? Yeah. 11. I mean, not, not the Knicks, the Pistons. The Pistons are five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, they can pick up another young guy. I, I think they really want to build. So they, um, and kind of get out of this culture of them being a terrible team. So I, I see them really targeting Sexton. I see them. I could see he's also restricted. You know, Sexton is restricted. And I do see them. I could see Cleveland matching his deal if it's at around $18 million because Sexton has spoke about being with the team long term. Um, but I would say my prediction is probably the Pistons or Indiana. It'll be, he'll go to one of those two. So speaking of the Pistons, the next player I have is Jalen Brunson. So he's been on a rookie deal for the past four years, a steal, a four years for $6 million a year, but now he's looking for around 20 to $25 million a year um, after a phenomenal playoff run with the Mavs. Um, if he was able to, you know, they could keep him with the Mavs, second score next to Luka, not a star, um, but, uh, you know, he's not a star and he lacks a, a really, you know, solid defense. Uh, but he proved himself as an elite scorer in the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, similar to Colin Sexton, Knicks, they need a point guard for years. They haven't had a point guard. Frank Nielakina has been a failure. Alfred Payton's been a failure. Kemba Walker was a failure. Um, so if they bring in um, Jalen Brunson, they'll get the guard that they needed. Um, and they'll have a nice piece next to RJ and Randall. And I think he actually is going to sign with either the Mavs or the Pistons. The Pistons wanted him at the trade deadline, 
um, and his lack of size is made up by Cade's, you know, that he's going to be playing alongside Cade, who's 6'6". That's huge for a guard. Um, so Brunson, Cade, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, and the top five pick is easily a play-in team in the East. So I think he signs with either the Mavs or the Pistons for around $80 million for four years. Um, I think that that's pretty reasonable. And from what I what I just heard you say, I think you would agree with that. Yeah, I, I see. I see. I see that too. I see the Mavericks resigning him because I don't see the Mavericks getting any player capable that he's capable of, unless it's like a sign and trade. But you know, the Mavericks don't really have much to trade for. I like, think that the I think the only way the Pistons able to sign him, I think the Mavericks would offer him four years, eighty million, and then the Pistons would offer him four years, ninety million. That yeah. actually ten million would, and then I don't think the Mavs would, you know, would match that. Um, and then yeah. I think he, the Pistons would take him, and they would be happy with that because that's that's a solid contract for them. Um, and then Dark Horse, Knicks sign and trade. They'll trade a center over to a couple of centers like Nero's Noel and Mitchell Robinson and stuff like that. Send them over to New uh, York. So that'd be that'd be a double sign and trade. So they would sign Mitchell Robinson to a max, that, and so or not a max, but a two. Okay, so that's perfect segue into the next player we have, which is Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. Robinson. So he's been on a rookie deal four years for 5.8 mil. Um, he's looking for around 12 to 15 million a year. Um, and he hasn't, I don't think he resigns with the Knicks because he's at a lack of consistent minutes in the Tom Thibodeau era. Um, I agree. So I think he's going to take less money um, for more playing time and, and a more consistent role. Um, and so the two teams that I think that could do that are the Warriors and the Mavs. Um, the Warriors, while they're in the finals, they have struggled immensely at the center position with James Wiseman being injured for the whole year. Kevon Looney is not the ideal center that the, Warrior ha- that the Warriors <laughs> want. He can't really spread the floor, um, and he can't really, you know, athletic, not very athletic and versatile on defense. So, you know, if they feel comfortable moving off from James Wiseman, who was the number two overall pick, um, then Robinson would be the exact center that they need. He's a lob threat, and he can switch on defense. I don't think that's likely because um, because it seems that the Warriors are not just you know concerned about the f- present, but really the future. With you know that's why they have all these young assets, uh, uh, Kaminga and Moody and Poole, and you know keeping James Wiseman uh, would be the best for their future. So I think the team that signs them is the Mavs. The Mavs finally get the formidable center that they need that can be a lob threat and play defense with Luca. Um, and so he, I think he signs with the Mavs four years, forty-eight million. Simple like that. No, no sign and trade. Anything crazy. Uh, I really like the Mavericks, but a dark horse for me is Oklahoma. Which Oklahoma. I've, has, I've, I've, I saw that. I, I saw that. You saw Oklahoma doesn't have a center. They really like young pieces, and they have a lot of like just young talent. And I think. Mitchell Robinson will fit in perfectly with that culture. He's a young, athletic guy. Gets a lot of rebounds, gets blocks. Mm-hmm. And I think if he's chasing the bag, he'll go to Oklahoma. If he's chasing to win, he'll go to the Mavericks. So what would a what a, what, what would the contract with the with the Thunder look like? So I know, they, I know they have a lot of money, but yeah. So Oklahoma has a lot of money, uh, and I think they would be sending him like. So I think the the Mavericks would be able to offer him like four year forty eight million something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they'll give him uh, twenty million dollars a year. So they'll do sixty, yeah, because wow. they don't have nothing. They have nothing to lose. 
Because they, they three three years for sixty. It would be. Uh, that's twenty uh, a year. Uh yeah, it would be something like that. So somewhere. Yeah, that's actually that. three years for sixty isn't bad because it's it's not four years is. Well, it's only a one-year difference. Three versus four, I think, is a big difference, and they could potentially yeah. give him a, a player option, um, three years with a player option, or two years with a player option if it doesn't work out. Exactly. Um, yeah, that that's not terrible with the Thunder. I just don't know how willing they'll be to spend their money um, this year because let, next year is stacked, um, and they'll have all that picks, which would be perfect for you know sign-in trades and you know they could potentially get Kyrie Irving or James Harden, whatever you know, players like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say the Mavs or the Thunder or the Warriors are the most realistic. Warriors definitely being at the bottom of that bunch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is so that, those are all the free agents we're going to do uh, for today's episode. Thank you, Abe, for joining me again. I really appreciate it. I think this um, got a lot of insightful content out here and a good prediction. So we'll see what happens this summer. Um, and yeah, so thank you, everyone, for listening um, and hope you enjoyed. Thank you. Awesome.